Hello and welcome to Morning Geekdom. I'm your host, Anthony Matulin, and today we are joined by my good friend, Damien. Uh, today we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time, Back to the Future, current classic. Uh, I can just say right off the bat uh, that it, I love this fucking movie, and it's probably the movie I've rewatched the most in my life. Uh, how's it going, dude? It's going well. Um, yeah, excited to talk about something that I've been watching since I was a little kid as well. Yeah, yeah, so... I think everybody in our our age uh, really likes this movie. It's just, it rings, I don't know. It just, it reminds me of my youth, makes me happy. Uh, it's kind of weird. There's some things that aren't awesome about the movie, um, some of the undertones, but overall, I think it's just, for sure, it's one of the best movies of the 80s, and, and like I said, it's for me, it's just one of the my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, agreed. It's one of those things where you look back on you rewatch the film as you're an adult and you realize like, hey, there's a bunch of stuff in here that isn't probably right or wouldn't pass off today. Right, right. Yeah. Like somebody trying to, a mom trying to fuck their son. Yeah. Right. It's a bit incestuous. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Or this just the overall like rapey vibe of, of Biff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's look at the, just the general synopsis. Not that anybody who, everybody kind of knows what, what happens in, in uh, Back to the Future, but I kind of like looking at old movie trailers to see how they promoted it right off the bat. And I also like looking at synopsis before anybody's actually seen the movie and see if like, does that actually make sense? Is that is that what the movie's about? Um, so right off of uh, IMDb, uh, it's a real, real basic, uh, like two sentence synopsis. Marty McFly, a 17 year old uh, college, excuse me, a 17 year old high school student is accidentally sent 30 years into the past um, in a time-traveling DeLorean invented by his close friend, the Maverick Scientist, Doc Brown. The That's ma- it. The Maverick Scientist. Yeah. Real rogue right here. Okay. Just real recluse that. hanging out with a 17-year-old. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get into that a little later of right. how weird that is. Um, but that's the general, the general synopsis of the movie. Okay. Random, yeah, right? sounds about right. I don't know if I read that, I'd be like, yeah, I really want to go see this movie. It definitely doesn't like... Yeah, that doesn't resonate with having seen the movie, you know, probably 20 times or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, all right. He's a he's a maverick, though. Yeah, Did you Ma- get the, maverick you, doesn't you, feel right. You caught that part? Right, I did okay. catch that part. Plays by his own rules. Right, right. Yeah. All right, so uh, this movie was obviously directed by Robert Zemeckis at the time. Kind of an unknown director. I mean, he hadn't done, like, Roger Rabbit yet. Obviously, biggest movie is going to be... Uh, Back to the Future, um, then obviously later Forrest Gump, um, but at the time, you know, nothing big. The only big movie he had done was *Romancing the Stone*, which I don't know if you've even seen. Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, I don't think Danny I've ever DeVito. Seen that. Um, yeah, before that, really nothing. So I think based on *Romancing the Stone*, which was like a semi-popular hit, he got this movie. Him and his writing partner Bob Gale. Movie came out in 1985, Fourth of July weekend. Um, again, I think this was pre-big movies in big like summer movies i don't think that had really happened yet i know jaws earlier you know a handful of years earlier kind of set the uh, tone for for uh, summer movies but i don't think it was like as it is now you mean just like like blockbusters, blockbusters yeah, yeah yeah like the concept yeah. of a block yeah yeah okay all right that wasn't know. really a thing yet okay. you know i think at that time um from everything i read because obviously i don't <laughs> remember um everything i read was like 
people spent time outdoors during the summers. They didn't go see mm-hmm. movies. That didn't start happening until more of, obviously Jaws is one of the ones that really set that off because Jaws came out around that same time. Um, but I know like in the in the late 80s, early 90s, that really, really started. One of the movies that really set off summer blockbusters was Speed, randomly enough, mm. Keanu Reeves. Um, anyways, ended up being the highest grossing movie of 1985, uh, $381 million. Um, and randomly spawned two sequels, which we've seen. Um, the third one's borderline not watchable uh, whoa, whoa, for me. Whoa. You're, you're, this is the Western one, right? <laughs> the Western, yeah. Man, I love the Western one. <laughs> With Mad Dog Biff Tannen. Oh, man. Yeah. ZZ Top's in it? ZZ Top yeah, is yeah. in it. Yeah, right, yeah. We're going to derail. The... This is maybe another episode, but... but yeah. oh, we, we could talk about it. We could talk about it. I think the second one is serviceable. I enjoy it. Um, it's it's the jumping back from like future to, to past. Um, further into the future than back into the past than into mm-hmm. current day at the mm-hmm. time. I think the second one is fun now watching because you're like, it, it's it's when they go into the future, it's now our time now, and that shit we don't have flying cars. No, <laughs> I don't have I don't have self facing yeah. Nikes. No, sure as hell don't have a hoverboard. No, which major is a disappointment. Super disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pitbull hoverboard. I got none of that. No, none of that. No, yeah, I, I like zero flying. Cars. I like the second one because it felt like a. Just a continuation of the like fun story adventure yeah. that I enjoyed. Yeah. But the third one, I just I really like it. Maybe it's a guilty pleasure. Like, but what are, what are those Nikes? Yeah. What are um, those moccasins? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe maybe it's because I like Western stuff. Yeah. I just like I, I do. Like, I, like I like Westerns too. I'll watch it. Look, don't get me wrong. If it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. But I'm not pumped. I'm pumped. Are you? Uh, yeah, I like it. You're gonna. Would you rather like watch it. that? Uh, you'd rather watch that instead of like the first one or the second one? Um, they all three are on. Okay, you have a chance to watch all three. What's your order? It depends how long it's been since I've seen the first one. Okay, now you're just giving me all these caveats. What's the order? No, okay, it's probably one, three, two. If I just if I gotta give you, you're gonna watch three over two. I'm, I yeah, I might I might have to rewatch two. Yeah, again. Yeah, because I've seen three more recently, and I yeah. just and you know I enjoy it. Okay, um, but you're locked in. But yeah, 100% You're gonna watch I'm locked in. You're going to watch it. Yeah. See, now three... Okay, so we're going to go off the rails a little bit. Three for me is like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Like it's Indiana Jones, so I'll watch it, but I'm not happy. <laughs> like if I pull out the box set, I'm going to watch them. I'm not picking that one out of the three. Mm-hmm. If I pull out Back to the Future, I'm not picking the third one. Getting back to Indiana Jones, I'm sure as fuck not picking Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah. Travesty. Yeah, agreed. There's agreed. monkeys and trees there. that catch up to a Jeep. Well, that's a whole nother. We'll, right, right. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that at another time. But that's, I'm not okay. Yeah, but it's like Temple of Doom for me. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, and the analogy for me, but I just I enjoy it. I like. Okay. Yeah, I like the scene. Uh, like the if I like pick a scene where that I come into or that I'm like flipping channels and it's on and I'm gonna you know get locked in. Granted, this is kind of late in the film. But um, yeah, the, the ZZ Top scene where they're like <laughs> at, at, hanging out, like at the he throws, you know, the, the, he throws the chair, the the like the pie plate to, to a. He's like, oh frisbee. Yeah, exactly. Out, and he looks at the thing and he's like frisbee and yeah, yeah. And like I said, ZZ Top and the whole like, bing, 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 bing. like I'm locked in. So you're in. I'm locked, I'm locked you're in. in. Yeah, I might go home. Mad and watch dog, it. Mad dog Biff Tannen. Yeah, I might go watch it. Okay. Yeah. So you'd rather have. I mean, this. Uh, let's just talk about it. You, you. You'd rather have ZZ Top than Huey Lewis in the first one mm. as the gym teacher, or not the gym teacher, like the 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 uh, uh, judge for like the the band at the first at the in the first one at the beginning, who's like, oh, you guys are just too darn loud. Um, no, no, I'm still one three two. 
All right. Yeah, I'm just saying I enjoy three. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I don't even remember where we were at. Um, okay, spawned two sequels, uh, an animated show. Do you remember the animated show at all? No. I... Underrated. It's good. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I enjoyed I, it. Yeah. I mean, I may have seen that. I kind of, it, it, it's, yeah. it feels vaguely familiar, but I couldn't like... Yeah, I, I yeah. can't remember. In my half-assed research, I didn't actually go back and see if actually Christopher Lloyd or Michael J. Fox was in it. Hmm. But it is. I mean, it's based on the movie. I don't know if they voiced it or not. It was fun. I remember it being fun. I don't know where you could find it now. It, and it was just like ongoing chronicles of yeah, shenanigans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were just time traveling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, obviously, there's been a couple of video games, nothing recently. Yeah. I don't even actually remember any of the games. No. And then the theme park ride. The ride at, at Universal Studios Universal. in Hollywood, I think that ended up actually in uh, Florida as well, and I think in Japan too, which was a classic, and uh, unfortunately yeah. it's not there anymore. Um, is, is that not, that doesn't exist anymore? No, no, the Simpsons. The Simpsons ride is there now. Took over. It took over now, yeah. But the I don't know if you remember it all. It was really cool because you would go in and they actually had like Christopher Lloyd and Biff, and it was like a whole story. Yeah. And they, the actors, Tom Wilson and Christopher Lloyd, um, were actually there, not there, but like filmed the the intro to it and kind of the whole backstory of Biff breaks into Doc Brown's lab and is yeah, is gonna yeah. like steal one of the the uh, the DeLoreans and and a you as like a test person has to jump in the DeLorean and bump his DeLorean to send you yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a I fucking dinosaur now. in it yeah like, I remember it was a mess but it was fun yeah it yeah. was like um it was like Star Tours yeah 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 right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but you were like you were in front of a massive screen, and if you looked out, you could see like a bunch of other people right. in DeLorean. Yeah, you weren't in like a self-sustained yeah. like room. You were in like a massive room with multiple DeLoreans, but you weren't supposed to see that. But right, right, yeah, yeah, it was a mess. It was okay. a fucking no, nightbreaker, I, I do remember. But, but it was fun. Right. Okay. All right. So, uh, so what we're gonna do is we got we got a few categories here. Uh, we're gonna go kind of long form today. We're gonna we're just talk about the movie. We're not gonna break anything down into you know any subsets. We're just gonna talk about. Uh, the movie because because we both like it so much and I think that uh, I don't think people really do this where they talk about old movies in a retrospective kind of way not necessarily judging it just kind of talking about things you like mm-hmm. so um, first and foremost the first scene is uh, I have most rewatchable scene um, and kind of just watching it recently I watched it uh, three three or four days ago my scenes that I wrote and feel free after we're done you throw in you know if you agree with them or if you have your own let's let's talk about it but the the, the scenes that I wrote were um, the mall scene. So the opening, not opening scene, but close to the opening scene where, where Marty fights Libyan terrorists, which we'll get into later. Like, is that is that a real thing? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marty fights Libyan terrorists, and uh, obviously Doc Brown, unfortunately, spoiler, uh, gets shot. And uh, he's in the, he's in the, goes back into time from there, from from just the, everything that happens during that scene. So I, I like that scene a lot. Uh, it has one of the great lines, which we'll get to later. Um, but it's really... First time you see the DeLorean, first, you, I mean, you know the scene. Yeah. Okay, so then we have the town square scene, which is when Marty goes back and he's at the diner and Biff wants to screw with his, with, with, his, with Marty's dad. And uh, essentially, Marty invents skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they, you know, he chases him around in the car, around the Times Square, Universal backlot, spoiler. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Marty versus Biff is essentially what I wrote. Uh, then you have Marty performing Johnny Be Good, which is a classic, like, yeah. This dude now just created rock and roll too. Pretty sure Michael J. Fox isn't singing, but he 100%. is. He does. He did learn to play the the uh, guitar so that he could hmm. at least um, look guess, like he. Sh- yeah, strum yeah. it correctly. I don't know. He's not actually playing, but he's looks right. like he is. Um, so I always find that scene kind of ridiculous, but awesome too. Uh, you know, his hand is like. <laughs> 
He's he's like dying because his parents haven't oh, kissed yeah, yet. Yeah. The, the shitty effect of right. like his hand right. like going right. in and out. Yeah. Um, and then the ending. So the climax of, uh, you know, Doc having to they got to get to the clock tower at a certain time. The the lightning's gonna strike. Doc's gotta, you know, the the the, the I don't know the plug I guess gets yeah. unplugged and Doc's gotta plug it back in. But before the the DeLorean catches the lightning bolt, all kinds of ridiculous shit. But I love that part too. Yeah. So those are my four. If they're on, I will stop. Pretty much stop what I'm doing. Nicolette has to wait, and we'll watch it. Um, those are my four. You got anything else? Uh, I agree with you on on the first one. They're definitely in like, uh, you know, this is like a bit of nostalgia, but there's yeah. like something magical when yeah. you first see the DeLorean. There's like <laughs> the music. all the fog. Yeah, and yeah the like, music. Yeah, yeah. The music like, is iconic. I don't, I, yeah. That was really bad, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> totally agree on okay. that one. The skateboarding scene as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think just like, um, you know, like probably a lot of people can relate to just like the experience of like a bully and yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's just the only thing that throws me off about that scene is I like that scene, but then in retrospect, when you watch the second one, they essentially redo that scene on the hoverboards, and I feel like that scene is cooler because of the hoverboards. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. But just looking at the first movie by itself, I love that scene. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. You got any any ones that you or that you think those are the four? Um, I feel like those are those are the four yeah. the four big ones for me as well. That, there's the one you know the, obviously the opening where he's he's in Doc Brown's uh, house for whatever reason by himself. I don't know what's going on there, and you see that you know that you don't know what's happening in the movie yet. Just started, and they do great. It's a great scene where they're just panning and they're showing all of his like inventions and they're showing all the clocks mm-hmm. and everything, and then. You know, Marty's got the denim jacket with the Ray-Bans on. He plugs into the amplifier, turns it up, and blows it up. I think that's a great scene, too. Um, but, I mean, there's no dialogue. I think it's shot really cool, but I don't know that it, that would be my favorite. So out of those four, what's what's the, what's the one? Um, like, if I had to pick the number one yeah. for me? Yeah, yeah. it probably is, like, the first time you see the DeLorean when they're yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So too. I'm going to go with that. You get the fire. Like, they show the, the cool effect of, like, it driving and then disappearing the fire and fucking einstein is like marty's like he killed your dog yeah yeah i I will say as like as a quick aside um it didn't occur to me until i was like much much older re-watching the film like just how long it takes for the delorean to get to 88 miles an hour dude okay so (laughs) let's fuck it we're gonna talk about it later but let's talk about it now okay the biggest problem I have with the whole movie, there is zero chance in hell. I've suspended all my disbelief for a time-traveling movie about a fucking 17-year-old and they steal plutonium and whatever. <laughs> There's zero chance that that Volkswagen bus is keeping up with that fucking DeLorean. And then the dude, the Lippian terrorist, again, I don't know if that's a real thing, gets an R- pulls an RPG out of the top of the sunroof and is going to shoot the DeLorean that's full of plutonium with a fucking explosion. I, I, I agree with you. There's zero chance that thing's catching up with the DeLorean. I agree. I agree. It's <laughs> like, they're definitely, as a kid, this def, definitely did feel weird where like, you know, the, like as you said, the, the Libyans are like chasing him or whatever. You know, I, I obviously don't know for certain. I, I can't like actually recall any like hearing words. You just hear like mumbles from like the Libyans. Yeah, I have no idea. First of all, I don't know what Libyans, what, what language they speak. No offense to any Libyans listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, but I couldn't tell you like, are, do they just make shit up for the movie? Are I they just... no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. But it, yeah, it did occur to me at, at a young age <laughs> that I was like, something's weird here. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't feel right. Yeah. So like yeah. eight-year-old Damien's like, nah, this is a plot hole. 
Yeah, I think I just like it, you know, there's something like kind of twinged, and then I immediately just like went on with You're the like, adventure we're good. of the we're film. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. going now. We're going look at the how cool the DeLorean is. Yeah. Now we're going back in time to 1955, which right. is just awesome. Right. Well, yeah, but, but yes, what I was thinking is, um, my dad has one of those like Volkswagen trucks, kind of like the buses, right. right? But a truck, and and that thing might be the slowest vehicle like ever produced. Yeah. Downhill pushed ain't hitting 88. Yeah, Zero chance. You, the apps, that thing will hit 88 miles an hour if you push it out of an airplane. That's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's the only way. That's the only way. Yeah. yeah. Watch the landing. Watch the landing. Okay. Watch the landing. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna agree that the the best is going to be the, well, the, at least the most. Not necessarily the best scene. I'm not saying it's the best, but my favorite scene, yeah. your favorite scene, is going to be the opening, um, at the mall. You know, when this when this baby hits 88 miles an hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so then the next, next category is best performance. Um, so this one's really easy, meaning that who, who gets, you know, who gets nominated essentially. Uh, you have Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly, uh, Christopher Lloyd as, as Doc Brown, uh, Tom Wilson as Biff, Biff Tannen, and Leah Thompson as Lorraine Baines. Um, who, who's that? That's his mom. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mom slash love interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creep. Uh, for me, right off the bat, well, I mean, do you have anybody else you would say out of those four? I mean, it really is those four people's movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There might be like some cameos that are awesome, you know. There's, uh, there's a few like one-off, yeah. really short scenes for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... yeah. And we'll get, we'll get into that. Right. We got a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so for me, it's really Michael J. Fox. I mean, if you, if you cast that, that role wrong... And we'll talk about that later because they casted it and it got recast because it didn't work. Um, but I think it, the movie doesn't work because he brings so much charm and likability to it. And he has so much... He's not trying to be funny. He's just reacting to people. So he's not telling a joke. He's not... There's no punchline. He's reacting to like really weird fucking situations. Like his mom rubbing up on his thigh at dinner is really weird. And obviously, and, uh, you know, his mom trying to make out with him in the car at the end of the movie. Um, so it's just him completely reacting to like crazy Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd, you know, acting bananas. So for me, it's just him just reacting. And I think that that there's a comic genius to that without him actually telling a joke or a punchline or being like Will Ferrell trying to be, you know, goofy. He's just reacting. I think that's, that's really, really good. And if they don't cast that part right, I think this movie might be, might be a little bit of a disaster. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right on that. I think like going back to it's something like an overarching kind of thing I have in my head of it being relatable like as a kid, <clears throat> excuse me, as a kid as you're like watching. And yeah, he's young and he's just there's like the 80s spin to the whole thing of yeah. like, you know, um, the language he's using and slang and all that yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, I I think he did like a phenomenal job honestly. Yeah. yeah. The fashion is great too. The His look is, is like iconic. Right. De- you know, denim jacket fucking orange life vest the life vest the sweet nikes yeah oh like God. yeah like he's doing it yeah yeah he's doing it. like somebody like where's that now yeah i think actually um i think doc brown is wearing nikes as well he might be yeah he might be yeah i think he might he might be wearing like air force ones in yeah. in the plutonium suit like the radiation suit. yeah i think he, he is wearing air force ones i think you're right yeah with the right. strap on the top like the high top joints right. yeah 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 all right <laughs> Um, so then we're going to go to the worst performance. Now, this isn't necessarily like who I think acted the worst. Well, it kind of is. Um, there's one person that every time I watch this movie, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? What? 
Like it doesn't work for me. It's awkward, and it's the dude. It's it's Crispin Glover who plays his dad. Hmm. He's like herky jerky, awkward. Like he's on another trip than what everybody else is doing. Like I feel like he read the script, and he's like, he didn't maybe even read the same script. Like he's on his own trip. He's I don't want to say he's awful because it's not necessarily awful, but it's so awkward it like kind of takes me out of it. Like there's a scene, the scene where he uh, Marty like accosts him at the at his house at, at George's house like after school and he's like you got to take Lorraine to the dance like you got to do it and he's like sweeping but he's like sweeping like nobody would actually sweep with a broom he's just it's just weird man he's got all these weird ticks almost yeah like I I think I accept that now because I know that he's kind of just like seem, comes off as a weird dude and like yeah in real, real life Chris McGlover is a notoriously weird dude hence why he doesn't really have a career now right right yeah um I think like for me in in the movie like it, it kind of just works with how awkward he he's like supposed yeah. to be and yeah. that's he's like a nerd and that's why he's like getting pushed around by by Biff but he's like super like, eccentric he's like a ner- like an eccentric into sci-fi nerd yeah I mean that's like <laughs> You know, I have, with a lot, I have friends with, yeah, with amazing hair. Great hair, yeah. I have friends like this, but yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it's a bit accurate. <laughs> it's a bit on the nose. Yeah, I I guess, man. But then he got recast in the second and third one. Like, that's not him, or the second one. Uh, yeah. That's not him. It's a dude, you know, wearing wearing prosthetics and trying to look like him. Because I think he was so, I mean, I didn't really look into the, too much of the backstory, but I know that he was difficult on set and then wanted more money or something like that. And uh, he was e- that easily recast. Wait. Yeah, I'm trying to... So there's a scene in the second one where the only scene that you see the dad, I think, correct me, I, mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, uh, with the dad is when Jennifer, Marty's girlfriend, is going back to the house with the police. And the dad comes in upside down on like a like an apparatus that's like hanging him upside down because he hurt his back golfing. Yes. And okay, so I, I, think, that. I think that that was... They, they brought him in that way. They introduced him that way. So that, again, they're using a different actor. He's upside down. It's already like offsetting. So the audience isn't going to be like, wait, that's not the same dude. Because you're not paying attention to like, because they have makeup to make him look like it, but, but he's upside down. So that's the first thing you're like, what the fuck in the, in the, in the future? If I hurt my back, I'm going to hang upside down. Yeah. I don't think I actually realized that it wasn't him. Yeah. But, it's not him. But it's, it's been, I, you know, I just watched the first one a couple of days ago. Well, and you hate the second one. You love the third one. It's apparently. not, it's at the bottom of my list. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, and now so, all I can hear is the like ZZ Top jangle yeah. like in my head. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And spinning the guitars on their belt buckle. Yeah. No, he, it's like an accordion and shit too. I think it's it's not necessarily a guitar, right? So I think two of the dudes have an acoustic guitar, but one of them is the drummer. Does he have his drum like the kit? Uh, I don't know. I feel like there's like a washboard in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't think they have a washboard. Yeah, Somebody feel... in the band might have a washboard, but I don't think it's the three. Anyways. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, so so that's my worst performance is Chris McGlover. Overall, like I said, pretty much everybody is great in the movie, but he just, it's not even a bad performance. He's just awkward to me. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that that one, I, f- I feel like I've kind of just like accepted. Yeah. I, I think the, the one thing that I thought of when, uh, or yeah, the one thing that I thought of when you mentioned this, and these are the super minor characters, are the brothers and sisters. Okay. Or, sorry, the brother and sister. Brother and sister. Yeah, they're just not asked to do much. So I can kind of get over that. Yeah. And apparently they were um, longtime friends of Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, who are obviously Zemeckis is the director we talk about. Bob Gale is, and we'll talk about him a little later, he's the guy who wrote it with Zemeckis. That's like their writing partners. And then Spielberg, um, they were friends with him. Hmm. But apparently the brother and sister 
who are obviously not brother and sister in real life, were friends with them and in, in their two previous movies. Okay. Yeah, didn't know any of that. I don't yeah. have that like level of movie knowledge like you do. Right. But yeah, they just seemed weird to me. They don't yeah. they don't like they don't they seem like unnecessary and they're not like anybody else. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just they kinda annoy me. The thing they always threw me off about them is they look really old compared yeah. to Marty. Yeah. Like Marty's supposed to be like seventeen and they look like they're fucking thirty. Yes. Yeah. At least the brother, I feel like, does. Yeah, and he's working at like a chicken spot or something, like a fast food chicken spot. Right, right. Having to take the bus. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be late for my bus. Yeah. Or I got to yeah. catch my bus. Yeah, exactly. what he said. All right. Okay, so <laughs> this might be my favorite category. Um, and uh, the reason it's named such is because it's called the uh, Jamie Foxx Award for Overacting. I personally think Jamie Foxx overacts in everything he's in. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I just think if he could dial it back a lot, he would be better in things. Mm. Um, he just really goes for it in everything, and it's a bit much for me. So, personal preference, Jamie Foxx, overacting award. We can change that going forward, but that's okay. what I'm going with. Okay. Um, and it's going to be this only person I have in the movie that, again, I think that's not like a background player, so to speak, again, is Crispin Glover. I think he's, he's doing, he's overacting, he's really, you know, as, again, as the, as the dad, George. It's just too much. I think you could make a case a little bit for Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown. He's really going for it in some scenes, and you're just like, fuck are you doing? And he's like running around, yelling, a lot of energy. I'm like, you're supposed to be an old man. But I take that for because Doc Brown's supposed to be so eccentric. Yeah. I think I'm okay with Doc Brown because he is supposed to be eccentric. He, yeah. Like he, he, yeah, he clearly is yeah. with all the inventions. And, and he's trying really hard because... Of something they allude to, um, where like his inventions are like not successful ever, yeah. And so he's like, yeah, he's trying really hard because yeah. he like wants to prove. And they allude at some point too. I think he actually says it in uh, in the in the first scene at the mall that he's spent his family's fortune, which they allude yeah. to being really wealthy. Yeah. His family's fortune building this this DeLorean. So yeah. it's like all go. Dude's yeah. gonna be living in a box on the street with Einstein if this if this shit doesn't work. Yeah, which is crazy when you consider the house that he's in, which is like a low key favorite part of the movie yeah but that's me. in the that's when you go back to the fi- in the 50s he's already blown all that money in the 80s because he spent all his money they show his house in the 50s when marty goes to it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's true that's true Everybody he is also taking them. um he's also supposed to be making atomic bonds bombs again for libyan terrorists so doc brown's whole his uh his moral compass might be skewed one way or another yeah. and we will talk about that in a little bit as well right okay all right um, so then, uh, next category is who did the most with the least, meaning which character was in the movie for maybe a short period of time, maybe one or two scenes, but then you're like, you remember who that is. You might not remember the actor, but you remember the scene. Yeah. Okay. So I have three. Okay. Okay. So I have, uh, his name's Donald Fully Love. For sure. That's his name. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It sounds like a stage name, but that's the dude's name. He played Goldie Wilson. So he plays... Mayor Goldie Wilson, but he has that great scene in the diner where he's like sweeping and the fucking racist owner of the diner is like, we'll never have a colored mayor. Yeah. And he's like, I will be mayor. I'll show you. And then you see him older in the, in the, in the 80s, you know, in the 50s, he's like sweeping. He's like, I'm going to be mayor. And they're like, he's like, nah, you're not ever going to be mayor. He's like, I'll show you. I'll, I'll clean up this town. And he's like, you can clean it with a broom. Yeah. You can start by sweeping. <laughs> you can start by sweeping. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And then there's a great scene with Marty. Like, uh, can I get a... Can I get some Pepsi free? And he's like, if you're going to Pepsi, man, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> there's a, you see him later 
in the movie, I think when Marty is talking to Jennifer at the very beginning, when they're talking about the, the clock tower, and there's the, a car driving by with like a loud horn saying like, vote for Mayor Wilson, which like, did that shit actually happen? Like, I don't remember that in the 80s, a car is driving by I don't with know. bullhorns. Yeah. Saying like, anyways, but on the, it's my favorite, one of my favorite parts. On the pictures, on the car, dude has a gold front. And is running for the mayor. Really? And is named Goldie Wilson. Oh, man. I don't remember that. That's Well, fantastic. I'll show you later. Yeah, it's okay. fantastic. That's okay. fantastic. So we have Donald Full of Love. Fully Love. Okay. F-U-L-L-I Love. Okay. I'm assuming Fully Love. Sounds... I mean... Yeah. Then you have uh, James Tolkien as uh, Mr. Strickland. The just awful dickhead just principal. The principal. Yeah. Who's the best. Yeah. Who, but then in the second one, might have the best scene. When he's got, he comes out in his jam jams and he's got like the bandolier of like <laughs> yeah. shotgun shells. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, he's going to shoot Marty for like stealing his fucking paper, like 12 gauge to the face. Yep. Overreaction. Good, right. I'm going to kill another human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're stealing my paper. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's in his jam jams. With the bandolier. Bandolier. Yes. Jam, like not, not top and bottom jam jams, like, like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Like... <laughs> One piece, long, like, like right with the like put the pointy cap. Yeah, he's like not ni- wearing. Yeah, but it's like the a, same like, vibe. A, like a night dress. Yeah, okay, like a night dress. So, anyways, him as he's in. I think only the one scene at the beginning where he gives him detention. He's like, you know, no McFly ever mattered. You know, amounted to anything. You slacker. Slacker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a loser like your dad was. Pretty aggressive. Super aggressive. Talking to like a seventeen year old. And you're the princessive. Yeah, might be a backstory there. Could be. I don't know. But anyways. And then for me, you got Huey Lewis again as the school band judge at the beginning. Marty comes out. By the way, he's Marty's band is called the Pinheads, and they're like a punk rock. Like if you watch the movie again, all his bandmates are like fucking punk rock dudes, and Marty's like clean cut denim jacket, and he's the lead singer of the Pinheads. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> starts coming out playing Huey Lewis's song "Power of Love," which is in the movie, and then Huey Lewis' great line gets up: "You guys are just too darn loud." Yeah. So those are my my three, you know, who did the most with the least. You got anybody? Uh, so I agree mm. with those. Yeah. The other one that, like, is just very memorable to me is um, when they're they're at the dance uh, and after, <laughs> at, you know. I know who you're going to say. Okay, the, the, like, creepy redhead kid yeah, who, like, cuts down. in. Yeah, he's like, yeah, get out of here, McFly. I'm yeah. cutting in. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I hate that dude. Yeah, like, I who- just. He, I can't, I don't know, I don't fucking know that guy's name, but he's in a bunch of 80s movies. I think he might be in, have you ever seen Can't Buy Me Love? No, I never okay. saw that. Okay, I think he gets his door shit on by like the main guy in Can't Buy Me Love. Like okay. they throw shit on his door. I think it might be him. Okay. It also yeah, might be one of the kids from The Burbs, which is a fan, one of my favorite movies with Tom Hanks. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the creepy Klopek. Yeah, oh, you might be right. It came you with the frame. Be. Is this your yeah. girlfriend? No, it came with the frame. You might be. Yeah, you might be. He might be yeah. the creepy Klopek. Yeah. Fucking Bruce Stern's like, hey, Pinocchio. Yeah. Where are you going? Because he's dressed like fucking, like he's going to going to Oktoberfest. Yeah, he's got like his later hose and all Yes, yes. And like a Peter Pan or Pinocchio hat, Peter yeah. Pan hat, whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's a good one. I thought yeah. about him too. Yeah. Yeah, just a um, dick. Yeah, Classic just a 80s dick. like dick. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I think that's it, other than the ones that you mentioned. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so for me, though, like I said, for me, it's going to be, I love Huey Lewis in that little spot, but I love Goldie Wilson. Yeah. Fucking great name. Dude's got a gold front. He's going to run for mayor. His name's Full Love. Yeah. So for me, it's him. Yeah. But That's a good one. Tolkien, I love too, but I feel like he's he's surpassed in the second one, because that one scene in the second one he's in is the bandoliers. Which, oh, Tolkien's yeah. the, the, is the Mr. principal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right. So the next scene, or excuse me, the next category is uh, going to be. I don't really have categories, or I, I don't have any nominees for this. It's the most memorable music sequence. I think overall the score is iconic. I think the noises, the you know the the little noises, the little nuances that are so Back to the Future. You hear any bar of the music, the da na na, you know it's you know it's Back to the Future. Um, you hear the little that that noise again. Sorry, don't can't really do it. Um, that noise is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think that that's iconic to that. So I just think overall the whole score is is great. Um, I could listen to it, and exactly I know exactly what scene it's from. Obviously, I know what movie it's from instantly. You know, it's something like Jurassic Park. I'm not going to say it's like Star Wars. It's not not that iconic or Jaws, yeah. but it's it's up there for me. Yeah, I, I I think I have similar thoughts. Like, there's a bunch of the like sort of very minor just sounds that sure. immediately remind me for of the sure. movie, and I love ones that you mentioned and then like basically any of the like artificial sounds they put in for the delorean yeah so like the doors opening the like, <laughs> like psh, yeah, yeah like that thing <laughs> like when the smoke's coming out yeah, and then yeah. when the car is actually driving it's got like this weird like whining sound yeah. uh and it just i love it it sounds yeah. super cool so it's it's really iconic to the yeah, movie yeah. yeah all right um so we're gonna go into a little little internet research um this is i'm not doing deep dives into anything i'm really looking at just top you know wiki uh, things like that. I'm not, who knows if these are true or not. I know some of them are true based on like, they actually have footage of stuff, but, um, so John Lithgow was the first choice to play Doc Brown. John Fucking John Lithgow. Lithgow. The, wow. Yeah. John, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, the, yeah. The killer from fucking Dexter among other things, but yeah. Right. Many things. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The Trinity killer as Doc right. Brown. I don't see it. I don't see it either. Yeah. Yeah. They, they wanted, apparently they wanted Christopher Lloyd but at that point, like he was, would just wanted to be. Well, I think he was on Taxi at that point, which is that you know the TV show. But then he wanted to be a serious like theater actor, and he's mm -hmm. like, "No, nah, I'm not making this fucking movie. Movie about time travel." Right. And then they had to, I guess, uh, on some uh, on some advice from his friend, he, they're like, "Oh, you don't, you know, in this business, you don't know where your next job is going to come from, so you should always read everything." And I guess he had to be. He read it and then didn't like it still, and then had to be convinced by Robert Zemeckis to do it. And really, I guess, did the movie because of the director. Hmm. Didn't but John Lithgow, really yeah, weird. That doesn't seem like it would work. Like you know, this probably applies to like many of you know all iconic iconic movies for sure. Like, but but yeah, it just. But Lithgow's like terrifying. He's like a terrifying man. He is. Even when he was in that fucking Alien show, the Third Rock from the Sun is the dad. He's kind of scary. He yeah. looks scary. And he's like a really just a big ass dude. He's right? a big. Well, I, Christopher Lloyd's not a small dude. I think Christopher Lloyd's fairly tall. Okay, but. I don't know, man. John, yeah, John I agree. It just scares me. All right. Um, so Eric Stoltz, uh, which is a, which is an actor. I don't know if you if you know who that is. Mm -hmm. He was originally cast as Marty, and they actually filmed for five weeks with him. Oh so God. you can watch like old YouTube videos. I think it's on like the back or the behind the scenes of like the the Blu-ray. What are those? Um, hmm. uh, where you can actually watch like the old scenes with him, and it's just it's awful. It doesn't work. He's like again playing it way differently than than Michael J. Fox. Apparently, Michael J. Fox was their first choice, but he was making Family Ties, mm. um, couldn't, which was a massive, massive show, super yeah. popular, and he was the star, by all yeah. accounts, and couldn't be a, couldn't, they wouldn't let him uh, give him free time, essentially. Right. So once they realized, like, Eric Stoltz isn't working, and they filmed five weeks, which is a ton of time. Yeah, it's crazy. Robert Zemeckis, yeah, uh, let, um, asked Universal to refilm it, and then they recast... They finally were able to get Michael J. Fox to film at night. So he would film like family ties all day, 
film Back to the Future at night, and they had like they made some makeshift like wagon, like a jeep wagon or like a like something family wagon or something with a bed in it, so he could like knock out in it for short periods of time while filming both of these shows. So he fil- essentially filmed like twenty hours a day. They said that's crazy. Yeah. But it just it doesn't work. It's awful, dude. We'll, you should check it out. We'll check it out at some point. Yeah. The, watching the scenes with him, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I need to look it up his name because yeah. I don't know what the other this other guy looks yeah, like. Yeah, 80s actor, this. redhead kid. Okay. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of shit. But, okay. okay. You'd know him, I think, if you saw him. Right. Um, originally, the time machine, the original draft was going to be a refrigerator <laughs> that needed to be powered by a nuclear explosion to travel back to the future. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It just doesn't feel. No. Cool. That was the original. So the the that's the original premise. It's in the original script. Um, that's not like a, a myth. That's I've. You can watch the interviews. Um, but they were worried that kids would start getting into refrigerators, mm-hmm. which then jump in the future with fucking Indiana Jones, where Harrison Ford jumps into the refrigerator in the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. gets blown up at a nuclear site, lives, then hence nuke the fridge website coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel good. about the, time, the the original time traveling mechanism being a refrigerator? No. Uh, yeah. That doesn't. It wouldn't. I don't think it would work for me. Movie just, doesn't work. Yeah. We, we just we just talked about all of the, the sounds cool part, and yeah. stuff with eighty eight miles an car. hour. Yeah. Exactly. One point twenty one gigawatts. Right. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah. Get in the fridge. Get yeah. in the Maytag. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Buckle up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna work. Snacks maybe. Maybe snacks in the fridge. Yeah. I mean, are they putting Einstein in the fridge? Like, Dude. R I P Einstein. Yeah. There's yeah. no air. He's got to be gone, right? Zero chance Einstein's still around. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 25, 30 years no, later. No, definitely not. Yeah. Einstein, RIP. Yeah. Dude, tragic. Yeah. Maybe he should have been some of these categories. Gives a good performance. That's true. Einy. Einy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis wrote the script after Bob Gale, the writer, found an old yearbook where he realized his father was the student body president and thought, hey, the student body president when I was in school was a dick. So would I have been friends with my dad if we went to school at the same time? Hmm. So the whole premise is Bob Gale didn't like the dude who went, he went to school with and then realized his dad held was essentially like a nerd from what I'm reading. And he thought, like, would my dad and I have been friends? That's how the script was, was born, which I think is kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which that. is a premise I've never thought about. Like, would I have liked my parents if I went back to school? Yeah. I mean, probably not. That is interesting. Yeah. I've that's never an interesting. That. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're better, like at least cooler than their parents. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I think that was that's interesting, right? Uh, and then a majority of stu- movies passed on the on the movie because it wasn't racy enough or raunchy enough. Because at that point, all the '80s comedies were like Porky's mm-hmm. and Meatballs. They were all like mm-hmm. overly mm-hmm. like dudes looking at peepholes, yeah. at chicks in in a. In showers, like stuff yeah. that's just awful that shouldn't be in yeah. any teen movies. It just shouldn't be in movies in general, probably. Yeah. Um, but they all pass on this. Okay, so then the one studio that that went the other way was Disney, and Disney said it was too extreme because of the the uh, under undertone of incest. And I don't think it's an undertone, but Disney yeah. was like, you can't make this movie. You can't make the movie where the the two of the main characters are, are son and daughter, or excuse me, uh, son and mother, and they they want to have sex. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they want to have sex. Marty knows. Marty knows, and he's super creeped out. He's creeped out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that that's yeah, that makes me laugh. All, All right. right, and then uh, the last one I have is that Doc uh, Christopher Lloyd based Doc Brown on Albert Einstein, which makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, looking at him, the look. I don't know about. I, I don't know if it is entails more of 
kind of the just look of Doc Brown because he definitely, especially in the future, he looks more like Einstein. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's what I got for uh, internet research. Mm. Um, then I got things that don't hold up well, meaning these, you know, maybe in the current time, current state, 1983 when it was filmed, 1985 when it was released, it holds up, but now it, it doesn't. One of the, these are it's kind of a downer. All of these. Uh, one of them is the lack of diversity. It's a pretty much all white movie. You got nobody else in that movie, which I don't think really, really holds up super well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the like superficially, there's like the lack of diversity, and then, and then if you just like keep kind of thinking about that, there's like all of the casual racism, just like for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah which no like, colored, no colored man will ever be president or ever be a. Mayor of our town. Right. Then, yeah. yeah. Then there's the Libyan terrorists. Libyan thing. terrorists. Again, real thing? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. it just, it feels... Yeah, they, they come out with like the thing on their head, like just stereotypical yeah. AK-47. Yeah, it's just very, this is what we think in 1983, you know, uh, terrorists look like. I don't know. Right. Okay, so that, for me, that doesn't hold up. Yeah. Um, another one is just the, the kind of the overall, like, Biff is a rapist. And he, he openly, like at one point, he tries to put his hand up. Lorraine's skirt. I mean, he clearly tries to rape her at the end. And his friends are just like, they want to watch. Yeah. It, and he's like, beat it. This ain't no peep show. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe step in when you're due, when you're, when your man, when your man's trying to be a rapist. You gotta. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cringy. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cringy. It, it should have been cringy at that point. I mean, it works in the movie. It moves the movie along. But like, Biff is a genuine, like, psychopath. He's a bad dude. He's not a good dude. No. There's no like, and there shouldn't be anybody out there rooting for Biff. No, hopefully nobody is rooting for Biff. No. And hopefully, I mean, I hope you're not like, hey, I know somebody like that in high school. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to marry me. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Not good. And it does. Back to the Future 2. Anyway. <laughs> right. Spoiler. Um, and then my last one, which we've talked about at, at pretty good length, is the Libyan terrorists. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And then, like, side note, if they're, again... Harking back to the Volkswagen bus, super cool car, not ideal for cruising around. You just paid a dude to, you just stole plutonium, paid a man to make you fucking uh, an atomic bomb. You're cruising around in a, in a Volkswagen bus. You can't get anything a little better than that? Just a little better. Like a something. anything. Something, something with more than 40 horsepower. Something. Something. I mean, again, and maybe, maybe tone down your look. <laughs> yeah. Those dudes <laughs> are not going incognito. Zero incognito. Right. Yeah. You got anything? Um, <laughs> no, I feel like that's all the major stuff for me. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I think it's not. There's not a lot of things that don't hold up well. I think you could really make this movie, even fashion-wise. I think you could really make it now. Back to the Future Two, you can't. It doesn't hold up with the future. Yeah. Because that shit doesn't look good. Right. I mean, there's no flying cars. Right. Okay. But I think overall, this movie could really be made now. You just might. You'd have to tone down some stuff. Yeah. Incest, terrorists, rapey. Uh, Maybe some more diversity. Racism, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure more diversity. All right, <laughs> so the things that do hold up. Today, you're like, that shit works. The DeLorean. Yeah. Every time you see a DeLorean, still to this day, I'm like, I know that car is shit, and I know the dude who made it was like a drug lord, like who created mm -hmm. the DeLorean, mm -hmm. doing rails. Um, but that car is super cool still. Yep. Yeah. It's not going to run. It's probably going to break down on you. But it looks super fresh. Yeah, there's like yeah. whole whole like clubs and groups clubs, of man. people yeah. who are like, you know, enthusiasts for yep. the cars. And and you identify it with that movie every time. Yes. Every single time. You're like, where's the flux capacitor? Yeah. Yeah. Where's it's Einstein? Crazy. Yeah. 
right. And then the other two are, again, what we talked about, the overall film. I think it could be made right now. I think it would be, it, it would still ring true to, to like where we are right now as a society, what people like. I think it would still be good. Hence why, I mean, 30, 30 years later, it's still like a classic. People still watch it. If I had kids, I'd show it to my kids yeah. at a certain age. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's still the like adventure aspect of it, and uh, you know, still is some, uh, you know something that you could still have going today, and and yeah, just being like relate going back to the stuff of of Marty like reacting to everything. I feel like that's something that just resp- people respond to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. And then I, last thing is the score. Again, I think that we talked about. I think the music holds up really well. It doesn't feel like dated at all either. No. Okay. Anything. Mm, I don't think so. All right, all right. So one of my one of my favorite categories is most memorable line. Uh, just there's so many lines in this movie that you're just like, yep, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and I wrote down four. Uh, one of them is uh, when this baby hits 88 miles an hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Oh, of course. And Marty just looks at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It makes me laugh every time Christopher Lloyd delivers it. Like it's one of the only things he's like understated at in mm-hmm. this movie. Everything else, he's like larger than life. This one, he just, he almost like winks at him. Like, yep. watch this shit. Yep. Okay. The other one's Great Scott. I mean, everything that he throws out is Great Scott. Um, and then for Marty, it's this is heavy. Everything is heavy. And then Mar- at some point, Doc Brown's like, what are you talking about heavy? Like in the future, is there something wrong with the gravitational pull <laughs> yeah. or something like that? Yeah. It's great, yeah. Uh, yeah, Marty doesn't even acknowledge it. He just like yeah. keeps talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got, again, I think uh, uh, Michael J. Fox, there's so many great lines he delivers in that movie. And then... Uh, that classic Biv. Uh, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which classic is one of my Biv. favorite. Yeah, and then and then you just hear like, why? Don't you? He's like, it's a, it's a, it's. A, why don't you make like a leaf? Yeah, or leaf and get out of here. Yeah, or a make like a tree. Uh, sorry, make like a tree and leave. Yeah, I can't even say it. Right. Yeah. Um, so those are my four. I think for me, it's it's when this baby hits eighty eight miles an hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Yeah, that it's one, just iconic to right. me. Right. Yeah. It, that that. You know, if you've seen the movie like one time, you'll yeah. remember forever. Like that's it. It's, yeah. And eighty-eight is like a number yeah. that you associate with anything yeah. else. And then there's exactly. I mean, people. It's still. I think at this point, you're driving, and if you hit eighty-eight, God forbid, in the Prius, <laughs> right. Uh, right? You're like, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna see some shit, right? Um, there's also the one point twenty-one gigawatts. Yeah. And then Marty, there's a great scene where he's like, "What the, what the hell is a gigawatt?" Yeah. Yeah. Which I still don't know if that's actual measurement of. Power, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that might be. Bu- we should have looked that up. We probably I think that's bullshit. That All right, two more, two more categories, and then we're gonna just talk about a couple of. Hang on, really quickly. Sure, yeah, yeah. 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 So I agree. I agree with all those. For me, the like 1.21 gigawatts is like yeah. that, and the 88 miles per yeah. hour. And the other like one liner that like uh, you know just reminds me of the movie right. is um, uh, the like. You know, this is your cousin Marvin Barry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, hold. You can see him like hold hold the the phone phone. out. Yeah, yeah. You know that sound you've been looking for? There's also there's also a scene that speaking of that, there's that's fantastic. I love that part because I love the Marvin Barry, you know, um, aspect of it. Where again, Marty like created rock and roll, Mm -hmm. talking to like Chuck Berry, right? Right. Or uh, I don't remember which Berry he's talking to. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. 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 Um, But there's a great scene where. It's cringeworthy a little bit, but it makes me laugh where they throw Michael J. Fox oh, in the trunk. Yeah. And then Biff's or the guys are inside smoking joints. Yeah. The band. And the the three like white kids throw the, the Marty in the fucking trunk right. and they're like, Beat it, spooks, this yeah. doesn't concern you. God. And then they're like, 
would you say? Yeah. And they're like, we don't want any problem with no reefer addicts. Right. Right. And then they just like essentially run them off. They and it makes me laugh off. every time. Yeah. yeah, it does. Because they're just like, dude, who are you fucking with? These dudes are like giant men. Yeah. Who like live hard lives playing rock and roll and they're going to destroy you. You got 3D glasses on. Right. Yeah, you're like, who are you? wearing 3D glasses. Yeah, the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Again. Yeah. There's also, now that I'm thinking of it, there's a great line where one of Biff's guys is like, look at this guy. He's wearing a life preserver. He thinks he's going to fall off a boat or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and he like does this move where he like picks up the jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> the dad, Lorraine's dad, that small scene. Oh, that's one of my favorite small scene where they're at the dinner table. And he obviously doesn't know that's going to be his grandson. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's such an odd boy. And he's like, he's an idiot. His parents are probably idiots too. Yes. If you yes. have a kid like that, I'll disown you. Knowing that that's actually like, yeah. that's a great scene. I forgot yeah, about that one, but I love too. that. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Same thing. God, we've been going this for a while. You have um, two TVs? No, one. So there's that one. Yeah, nobody has two TVs. Yeah. He's like, he's kidding with you. Nobody has two TVs. Yeah. And then um, he goes over to his uncle and he's like, like hey, kid, you better get used <laughs> to these, these bars. bars. Jailbird Joey. Jailbird Joey. <laughs> Jailbird Uncle Joey. Yeah. Joey and, didn't and the make mom's parole. like, he just loves. He just loves being in his, his crate. We don't we even just take him out. There. Yeah. And he's like hitting the Yeah. Uh, he's like, so you're my old, you're my, you're my Uncle Joey. We're yeah. used to these bars, kid. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah. That whole scene, mm-hmm. the dynamic of, of the, the grandparents who don't know they're going to be the grandparents with the mom who doesn't know she's the mom with yeah. him is fantastic. Yeah. Underrated. I should, that should have been one of the categories because now thinking about it, I love that scene. There's so many. Yeah. It's not the most memorable scene. Like I don't think the casual fan would enjoy that scene as much, but it's so good. Yeah. It's, again, it's more, it's Michael J. Fox at like the peak of his, of his charm. I mm-hmm. think in that scene and the dad, like uh, he's an idiot. Yeah. Parents are probably idiots too. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Louis kids jumped in the street again. Yeah. Dude, speaking of again, Part of the inappropriate dude, Crispin Glover, George McFly, dude, Creeper, just fucking binoculars checking middle out shit, dra- like undressing. Like, who does that? Yeah, yeah, and then gets hit by a car. Yeah, middle of the day. I hit another car. I hit another creep. one of these damn kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, two more categories. Uh, one is who wins the movie. So who is the who? Who do you think? Who do you associate? The way I think of this is who do you associate with the movie at the end of the day? Hmm. And my, I have three, three, three things. I have Michael J. Fox, okay, Doc Brown, and the DeLorean. Um, I know obviously it's not going to be the, the, the DeLorean, but you see a DeLorean now and you think of this movie. Yeah. You see a DeLorean and you're like, "Fuck, where's Marty? Where's yeah. Doc? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, an inanimate object can't win the movie, but it's one of the strongest. Like, I associate that with that. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like on all probably of the like billboards. And it's like, on every billboard. Yeah. It's on every like promotional product, everything. Yeah. It's so ingrained in that movie. Again, I think if that, there's a bit of me that thinks like if that isn't in the movie, does the movie do as well? Like if it ends up being a refrigerator. I don't think, yeah. It doesn't work. Going back to that conversation. There's a cool that. part. Like Marty is a cool kid. Like he's a, he's a, he's, I mean, he plays rock and roll. You know, he's got the hot girlfriend. And then, you know, he's got the fucking DeLorean. Mm-hmm. He's a cool guy. And I think that, you know, you put him in a refrigerator, it just doesn't work as much. Right. And I think part of his charm is that he is he's a good looking kid, you know? He's he's funny. I think that's part of his charm. But anyways, okay. So yeah. Michael J. Fox, Doc Brown, or I don't know why I said Michael Michael J. Fox, or uh, Marty McFly, Doc Brown, or the DeLorean. Yeah, I mean I think for me it's Doc Brown. 
Um, you think so? Yeah. Over I, everybody else? I, I think so. I mean, I really like Marty for basically all the points that, yeah, yeah. You, that you just made. But, but yeah, there's just something like, yeah, I really enjoy about like Doc, uh, Doc Brown, just like how and eccentric and... Just a weirdo. He's just a weirdo. Yeah. And like he, yeah. did, like, he doesn't really care about anything. Like, you know... Oh, he doesn't your, care about society. To your point, yeah. To your point earlier, his moral compass is like definitely off it's skewed and yeah. because all he cares about is this one thing yeah um okay i don't know there's something about it that i okay kind of so you so you would look at the the overall like just i know we're not talking about the trilogy god forbid the third one but you're talking you would think that the the overall like story is about doc brown more than marty because there's a there's a case to be made about that no especially absolutely. the third one the third one the movie is about doc brown yes. because it's it's his story yeah you know he get, finds a woman finally he gets married has the kids Creepy kid at the end of the third one. Creepy kid, dude, yeah, on the train. If you haven't watched the, if you've never paid attention to the little boy at the end of the third one, just watch the scene when he meets Marty in the future and look at where his hands go. Yeah, real fucking creeper. How that didn't get cut out is beyond me. But okay, so you think that's you think that's it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I would go with with for me it's it's Marty, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Okay. Um, last. Last category, or just to wrap up the movie, and then I have a couple other questions. Is the movie, and this is how I want to end every one of these: underrated, overrated, properly rated. Looking at it now, looking at kind of the pop culture um, effect it's had on society, on movies, how they're made. Because I do, there's so many things that have been made because of this movie. Rick and Morty is essentially this movie. There's so many movies that have been made because of what this did to that genre. And I don't even know what genre I would even put this movie in. Is it sci-fi? Is it a family comedy? Is it just a comedy? Is it a coming-of-age movie? It's all of those things. So what do you think? Underrated, overrated, properly rated? I mean, I think it's like properly rated, right? Going back to like our earlier conversation of like everybody knows this movie. Yeah. Um, And it's a genuinely good movie. Good acting performances. It's not... It's not a movie I think you watch and you're like, it's nostalgic. It's not The Goonies, which is a great movie, but like some of the performances you're just like, they don't, they don't really hold up. But it's fun. I love it, but it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think for, for our generation, it's probably, especially our generation being males, I think this movie is, is, I don't know a lot of, like my wife likes the movie, but she doesn't feel the way I feel about mm-hmm. it. Um, I think our generation, it, it's properly rated. Like it's, it's, we love it. I wonder how a kid would react to this movie now, like a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. I just I'm curious to see how that would be. Yeah, I don't know any 13 year old. I think they would. <laughs> All right, I think I think it would be like overly rated to them. But it, the effects hold up. There's not really any effects that you're like this shit doesn't hold up. Minus the disappearing hand. Minus the disappearing hand, which that whole the concept of that it just doesn't work. Why the fuck is his hand disappearing but nothing else? Right. Well, like, what, does that start at your hands? It starts at your extremities. Right. It feels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It starts at your extremities, <laughs> and then the fact that it's like. It's not binary, right? Like, yeah. there's this like yeah. phasing period. Yeah, yeah. like, wh- uh, and then why did his brothers phase? Why did his brother and sister phase out before him? That's a good point. Because they're older, right? Because they're fucking creepy. They're weird, right? Also, Working at the chicken spot. Like, why would he still have the photograph? Yeah, like, where are you keeping that? Well, is no, that in no, the no. wallet? No, no, no. But I mean, I mean, like, if if the brother and sister didn't exist, why would they have taken well, a photo Now you're getting into more like time. Well, that's why they're disappearing from the photo because they don't exist. So you have this photo still because ideally think, I mean, now we're, we're going down the wormhole right now, but you would think like ideally the property that they're at still exists. Hmm. But the, so the property is still there, which then the photo of the property, meaning like the grass, the gazebo, whatever they're standing in front of is still there, I guess. 
but the the beings aren't there. No, I know. I just don't know why they like the photograph, like the like why they took the photo. Yeah, exactly. So this is where your suspension of disbelief is gone. No, mine no. is the mine is the the Volkswagen, unless it's being thrown out of a plane, not hitting eighty eight miles an hour. Yours is. This just occurred to me right now. Just I haven't now. actually thought. That's what about we're doing, it man. That's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Well, I, I want you to think. Yeah. You know, that's the goal of this. I want you to think about these movies that everybody loves. Yeah. Okay. Um, just so just a couple of questions. You know, we got a few minutes now. Mm-hmm. A few minutes mm-hmm. to go. Couple questions. Would this movie? be made in 2018 we kind of talked about it a little bit with what doesn't hold up but would this movie be made i know it could meaning like the overall premise but it has some again we've, we've talked about it quite a bit some parts that just aren't especially in our current climate you know it doesn't it doesn't hold up i don't think it holds up at any time like it shouldn't be okay at any time but especially now you know you have the the, the undertone of like rapist yeah and he's you know he's sexually assaulting essentially trying to sexually assault people um you have like the kind of we stole plutonium. We're making a nuclear bomb. Like, does that? I just, I'm curious about. It. And then I think, which sounds crazy, the least of of the problems is the incest, which is the problem, obviously, but which is ridiculous. Yeah. But you're talking about like nuclear warfare, essentially, and some dude raping chicks at 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 school, which is just crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. Of all the like cringy things about the movie, yeah. the like um, incest is like the least offensive which is, thing. Which is ridiculous. Which is crazy. But then again, we I mean, John is fucking Danny in Game of Thrones, and we're all just we're pumped for that. That's <laughs> true. It's true. Like, everybody's okay with that. So right. Yeah, that's true. All right. So I guess incest is okay in uh, certain contexts with people, which is just really weird. Yeah, I mean, think it could be made today. I think you would just have to tone down some certain things. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't make it exactly the same. You'd have to make no. it fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, and I don't think it would be as popular today. I don't think it holds it it just overall I think the story would hold up, but I think for some reason it's it's kind of an innocent story and I don't think that movies are really made like that anymore. Yeah, I think okay. so. And then uh one of the other things I have is at the time movies were only G, P G and R. And this movie was a PG, meaning anybody could essentially see it. Just there should be parental guidance. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids seeing this if they're like six, seven. Do you? Why not? <sighs> there's just there's a lot of sexual undertones in the movie. Um, there's not not any violence. I just I wouldn't. I would want to be with them if they saw it. Yeah. Um, I think I wouldn't show my, my a kid this movie for me personally until they were probably like ten, maybe. It's yeah. got some. It's got some heavier, heavier things to sort of like heavier, Marty. Um, it's got some things some topics that might need to, you know, you might need some, some guidance with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I asked because, like as a legitimate question because I've yeah. never thought about that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going back to like all of the cringy stuff, that's definitely not stuff that you want to like paint as like being okay to your small child. Like, you <laughs> well, know. they're not going to get some of the, some of the idea. Like they're not going to understand some of the things I would imagine. They're definitely not. But yeah. like, you know, at, at like a meta level, you don't want to probably show your like, you know, six-year-old son, the the whole thing with like Biff and for just sure, like the for sure, misogyny and like yeah, yeah, all yeah, stuff. Yeah, I just think it's one of those movies that like it's in the realm of uh, like Gremlins. Gremlins shouldn't have been a PG movie, but it is. Yeah, because that movie's scary. There's it is. Mer- there's certain movies in the '80s, Temple of Doom. Again, going back to Temple mm-hmm. of Doom, um, Temple of Doom, it's fucking scary at some points. Man, they're trying to rip people's hearts out and shit. Yeah. And that's a PG. Yeah. So 80s, were they weren't doing it right. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> two more. Is Doc Brown the villain of the movie? I know you said he won the movie, but is he the villain? For me, there can be a strong case that, yeah, obviously Biff is the villain, like the very clear-cut villain, but everything happens 
all of this tragic stuff, especially in number two, you know, the movie you hate, um, because, because Doc Brown can't help himself. And he's selfish, and he's building bombs for Libyans, but not really building bombs, but he's like, I'll take your plutonium. Like, he's a shady-ass dude. Yeah. I mean, it's an excellent point. <laughs> um, I don't know that, like, I would call Biff the villain. Biff? Yeah. Okay. He's just an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he just he, happens to be yeah, there yeah, and yeah, happens yeah. to be an asshole. Yeah. Um, and there are, like, assholes all over the place. Right, right. The, the reason everything, you know, kind of goes to shit and the whole adventure and everything yeah. is, yeah, absolutely because of Doc Brown. Yeah. But then um, everything gets better because of Biff. Because Marty, or George finally defeats Biff and then their life gets significantly better in, yeah. in 1985. Yeah. Okay. Just think about that. Yeah. I'm yeah. A, it's yeah, an I'm, unanswerable question. Right. But it's, it's to me, there can, you can really make a case that he's the, he's the villain. Yeah. No, I can absolutely see okay. that. Okay. And then my last question, this question has, I've thought about it for my entire life of watching this movie. Why the fuck are Doc and Marty friends? He's a 17-year-old kid. Doc is essentially, I mean, I don't know, 60, 65, a recluse, crazy. Their, their family aren't friends by all indications. And he calls Marty, he's like, I need you to meet me at the, at the fucking mall at 2.30 in the morning. Bring your video recorder. Like, what? Yeah. What are we doing? Agreed. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's that. Yeah, the whole thing is like completely unanswered, right? Uh, yeah. And I, I actually hadn't thought about that until probably like the last maybe three or four years or something like that. And maybe right. it was from a conversation that we had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you look back and you're like, wait a minute, like, why the hell are they friends? Yeah. There's no reason. That There's no commonality. That. Like, why are they buddies? Yeah. He definitely. They definitely didn't like bump into each other like you know, at the market or something, right? Yeah. I don't feel like Doc Brown goes to the market. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't feel like Marty goes to the market for that matter. No. Like, Mom's doing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not Uncle Joey. Not Uncle <laughs> Joey. Only thing I could think of is, like, maybe um, he worked for him. Like, he needed an assistant or something like that, and then it evolved into, like, a friendship, but it's still fucking weird to me. Yeah. And Marty's family is clearly not present because they should be like, hey, the only person that's worried about it, Principal Strickland. Yeah. Yeah, with his fucking bandoliers. Yeah, and they, they don't actually explain, right? Like, why? No, he, he just says, uh, he essentially says, like, you got to stop hanging out with that Doc Brown. He's like a loose cannon, and you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Like, that's, it's that one scene he's in. He, I mean, that's not verbatim, but it's, it's essentially like what he says. Hmm. Yeah. That's an excellent question. No idea. And somehow the principal knows he's been hanging out with him. So no social media, Yeah. nothing. Like, why do you know? Long before the internet. Yeah, and he's like, I heard yeah marty's not posting on the snapchats no no chats right no interwebs no interwebs yeah by the way like you think doc brown would be able to exist in a social media time there's no way they're gonna be like this dude stole my my plutonium he's not exactly incognito no not so he looks fucking crazy yeah he's driving a delorean right (laughs) all right you got anything else man i think that's it that's it yeah all right all right uh, so yeah, if you guys haven't seen this movie, definitely go check it out. I can't imagine you would listen to this and not having seen Back to the Future. Um, definitely go check it out. It's one of my favorites. I think it's probably, it's for sure in my top 10. It's right there, five or six. I don't know. Nobody really cares about my list, but it's right there. Um, go see it, man. If, I know it comes out every now and again. They play it back in uh, in theaters every now and again. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, and yeah, it's one of my favorites. I'm going to go watch part three. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, guys. 
yeah, subscribe, like, leave some positive reviews. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.